Again, glad to have you today, and uh, hope you've been blessed by being here already. Appreciate uh, everybody being a part of this this morning. Brandon, thank you for those words, and David for your leading us in song. And and uh, just a confessional, get going here before we pray. Uh, you may not know this about me, but I, I'm a recovering Christmas Grinch. Um, amen. As a kid, it was cool to get gifts, wasn't into stuff, hated putting ornaments on the tree. I rejoiced in the day my mom said, with growing up with two boys, the day she said, all right, we're not even putting up a tree because I'm here, it's tired of hearing you boys gripe. We were like, yes. I've never really been into it that much. I was a Grinch. Wasn't, didn't care about when I got married. I told Allison, she's like, let's do Christmas lights. I was like, no, that seems ridiculous. But something started changing me a few years ago. I don't know, it was when we had children. But I had a moment where my heart grew. What is it? Three sizes that day. Five size. I don't know what it is. And, and I changed from just kind of being grouchy to realizing that there's so much more. And it wasn't, it wasn't some claymation film that did it. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, the Christmas carol. It was the story of Jesus. It was knowing what we believe in. And it was, no, somebody's got me. I'm getting feedback there. That's a Facebook. That's right. I, I could hear myself there. But it was a story of how Jesus came in weakness and in meekness and showed us the way of life. I love this time of year. And so if you're a Grinch this morning, I hope you'll come to know again, maybe for the 10th time or the 100th time, or if you're not even a Grinch, maybe you're the kind of person that starts playing Christmas music right after Halloween. Man, I just hope all of us, my prayer for all of us today is that we see that this story, this birth narrative, that word became flesh and made his dwelling among us is the greatest story. It is a story, it's not disconnected from the cross, but it is the beginning of the story that leads us to the cross and the death, burial, and resurrection. And if you're grateful for that today, let's give a hearty amen, amen. and let's pray. Let's pray together. Grab a hand if you will, or uh, let's pray. God, we were reminded this morning of why we believe. We believe in you. And we gather this morning to move, do more than just believe, but to hear and to act and to receive and to respond. And God, I pray that that's what we'll do. God, I pray that you will give us that special moment that we all need, that special moment of awe and wonder at who you are. And that your love for us and that the scripture says that you so love the world that you gave. And you gave us not a conquering general. And you gave us not a fighting warrior, but you gave us your son who came humbly to a peasant family to connect with all of us young and old, rich and poor, and in between, Father, and I thank you so much for that. I wish I had words today to speak of how much it has changed me, this story. 
But I pray, Father, you will again do what you do for all of us, what you want to do for all of us, and that is to connect us with you. So increase the size of our hearts today, Lord. May we fall more in love with you. And we may, may we fall, fall more in love with doing your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, I think there's almost two universal experiences of Christmas morning, right? That probably you in here have experienced. On one hand, maybe just because of your age, or if you're a little bit older, you've probably already experienced both of these occurrences. And the first one, of course, is when you're a kid. Christmas morning, there is something magical about Christmas morning. Because kids who at one point and at one time, just the day before or the week before, could not be roused out of bed, even with cold water. That morning, December 25th, you know it and I know it. Man, when I was a kid, nothing could keep me in bed. They're up at 2 at 2.30, at 3, at 4, at 4.30, every time being said, it's not time yet. Finally, those kids are up and they're shaking mom and dad and saying, let's go. I don't know if you ever wondered this as a kid, but maybe some kids are wondering, why aren't mom and dad filled with the joy of the Lord like we are? <laughs> but that's one experience because they get there and they get all this excitement and joy and they get to the tree and there's all this stuff that they wanted. Video games and uh, bicycles and skateboards and, and electronics and all the stuff that they asked for. But most of the stuff that they just want. But the other experience of that is to be the experience of a parent. And have you ever noticed that parents... On Christmas morning, you're cool with if your kids sleep in till nine. But most of all, as you go through and you experience the joy of your kids opening gifts, kids, I don't know if you've ever noticed, you get what you want. But parents, as they open their gifts, they end up only getting usually what they need. Dad's opening that package of socks and underwear, right? <laughs> My mom still gives me underwear for Christmas. Uh, mom's over there going, I got a robe. Um, <laughs> little SNL skit there. Uh, but it's stuff we need. Kids get what they want. Parents end up getting what they need. And sometimes on Christmas, we end up getting both. And there's something magical that happens when you open a gift that it's something you wanted, but it's also something you need. I was thinking about that this week. Because the reality of it is this, is that when it comes to Jesus, and us who are following Jesus, Jesus gives us gifts that we need but we don't always want. Amen? Let me give you some examples of that. He gives us and offers us the gift of faithfulness, but I don't always want, and we don't always want the struggle that it takes to have circumstances and to live through circumstances that we have to endure so much to actually have faithfulness and endurance. 
Or Jesus offers us the gift of patience, but we don't want to go through moments where patience is actually required. We know we need it, but we don't want it. Or Jesus gives us and says, I can show you. And 2 Corinthians 5 says, he's given us the ministry and the gift of reconciliation, which means to put things back together as they're to be. But I often don't want or I lack the courage to humble myself, to desire reconciliation with others. It's something I want. Well, it's something I need. And I want those two to come together. Or he gives us the gift of redemption, forgiveness of sins, a new life in him. But that comes with a command to share it, to commission us. And we don't always want that. Y'all are with me, right? There seems to be a gulf between what we know we need from Jesus and what we actually want him to give us. And there's times, and maybe it's, may it be so more and more, and this has been my prayer for this morning for our, for our short time together, our time in our candlelight service. May it be so that we start to learn to line up our wants and our needs from Jesus to have those fires start in our soul and have us realize that what we need from Jesus needs to be the thing we want most from him, that ability to be patient, that ability to be generous and loving and kind and servant-minded because Jesus, as we know and as we've already heard and we can affirm this, is the greatest gift. There is nothing like him. There is nothing like Jesus, and I think we all know this. I even think the world knows this, as dark as the world is. I think our friends and our neighbors, while they may not acknowledge it, they know it. I think our unchurched and our de-churched and even our atheist or uh, our furthest from God friends, they know that they need Jesus because he is the greatest gift. And I want us to explore just for a second this morning why that is. And I can't say how good he is and I can't explain how great of a gift he is, but I think the one who got closest to that in all of scripture, at least in my opinion, the one who got closest to telling us the greatness of the gift of Jesus was John in his gospel in John chapter one. John 1, 1 through 5, and then 9 through 14 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, present tense and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse nine, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right 
to become children of God. Amen. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Maybe my 900th time to read that passage. May it never grow old. The word became flesh. He's the gift. He came to us. He's the gift that we not only know we need, but the gift that we should want. Because Jesus, and here's why we should want him, he's not only the God who puts on flesh, but even better than that, he not only came our way, what's better than that is the way he came. What's even better than the fact that he came was the way that he came, helpless, in need, born into scandal, so that all of us could relate to him, so that when we're going through pains and we're going through trouble, we can remember that he came into pain and trouble and light was in the world and the darkness could not overcome it. He's the gift that we should not only need but want because he's the only God. Not in fancy terms here, but he is the only God I know of in all religions who will put up with us. Amen. Not in fancy terms, but that is so true. He's the kind of Lord who comes for sinners to enter into our world. The birth of Jesus, the narrative is, for God so loved the world that he gave and gave and gave. He's the gift that we should not only need but want because in that love, he chose you over himself. He chose it. He chose you, willingly dying, rescuing us from all things, some of the things that we think we need, showing us a better way. The birth of Jesus points directly to the cross that he came to save, and he's the gift that we all need because he's light, a light that cannot be extinguished a light in the darkness, a gift that will never fade but will always be available. And in a world of ever-present darkness that I feel like we all know we're being a part of right now, we need that gift more than ever. Amen, church. And that's why we celebrate today. I think the thing that's hit me this morning more than anything is not that he's just light, but that light cannot be snuffed out. So this morning, I don't want you just to hear it. I want you to hear about it. My part of the talk is basically over except for what I want to say at the end. I've asked three of our guys to come up and share with you this morning. I've asked them to share about how in their world in the past several months or weeks or couple years, the light has not been snuffed out. And so guys, if you'll make your way up, y'all can have a seat up here. I've asked Dean and Corbin and Josh to come up and share. And I'm going to give them just some space to share with you guys so that you can not just hear 
but you can hear about it. And Dean, you're starting to say, You know, when, when Jake asked me, he said um, uh, something, something personal that's, that's, that may have, may have happened to you, with you, uh, in the last few months or years. Um, I'll I tell you what I really got to thinking about uh, is when I look across this room right here, and uh, we're all on a journey, and... Uh, on this journey, man, there's some great days, there's some great times, there's some, man, the light is bright. But in contrast to that, there's also some really dark days. And as I look across here, there's been some dark days with, with folks wondering, what am I going to do for a job? I've lost my home in a fire. I've got a sick baby. I just got diagnosed with cancer. I lost a loved one. All those things are dark. But there's one thing in all of that. Is in that darkness, there's a glimmer of light. And everyone that's been through this would tell you that there is light there. And we seek that. And we look for that light. You know, Jake, we, uh, there's a lot of things in life that we want but we want light because we need it. We need light. We have to have that. Um, a lot of these situations and circumstances, we don't have any control over. Um, I think about Coach Cav. I heard your, your, one of your devos just this week, and it was talking about changes that happen incrementally. And I think about... Uh, folks that are in the dark because of just small choices they've made and that's where they're at. They don't want to be there. Um, light is hope. Um, and it's there. Light comes in many ways. Light comes from encouragement from a brother, sharing, prayer, trust, big old hug. And... Um, we need that. And as long as we've got a breath of air to take, we have that hope and we have that light. And sadly to say, when we take our last breath, we're going to be in the light or we're going to be in the dark. And man, right now, guys, we can be in the light. We have that choice. Thank God for that blood that was shed for us. We have that light. So, um, throughout the, the quarantine era, one of the leading causes of death um, in, the, uh, in the developed world was suicide. And the teen suicide rate shot way up during COVID and continues to stay up there after the, in the aftermath. And I know I wasn't the only one I, plenty of people started feeling anxiety, depression during this hard time. Just confinement does that to people. And isolation causes the 
the human mind to start attacking itself because this is what we need as people. This is what God created us to be. We're social people who go out and see each other and praise with each other. But isolation ruins all that. And it's been a hard couple of years for a lot of people going through that isolation. But this church and the light of God is, is the only thing that can remedy that. I had to write mine down or I wouldn't get through it. <laughs> Have you ever wanted something so bad, but it, but it was never, sorry, but it was never guaranteed? This is where our life journey begins. November, uh, November of last year, after already having one miscarriage and four, four years of praying, we were blessed to see a heartbeat on our first sonogram. But the following sonogram brought devastating news, a second miscarriage. The morning we were to head to get some answers on what was going on, Bree woke up with no taste or smell, and COVID had hit our house. So we were left with more questions and still no answers. We turned to each other with more prayers from our church family. We were still able to see the light, but it had grown a lot dimmer. In March, we saw the light growing brighter with the possibility of another baby. As the, uh, as the pregnancy progressed, we saw the light growing brighter and brighter. And in October 31st, we saw the brightest of light as we welcomed Braxley into the world along with the prayers of our church family. As bright as that light was, it was quickly... Uh, it, it was quickly dimmed again by a NICU stay and, and an extra hospital stay for Bree. During that time, we were only able to see the embers of the light. But thanks to many church members reaching out, we, sh we slowly saw the light growing brighter and brighter each day. We're here to say that even though the light grew dimmer throughout our circumstances, it never went completely out. Thanks to the prayers and the encouragement and the love of others, our church family. Thank y'all. Y'all stay up here just for a sec, if you don't mind. Just stay, go ahead and stay up here for just a sec. Um, appreciate y'all's heart and sharing. Um, let's show our appreciation for what God did through these guys, if you guys would. Um, Guy, if you'll, if you'll get the lights for us back there, I want us to think about this and just 
We always turn out the lights on this day just to remind us of something. Um, I mentioned at the first that, that I'm a natural Grinch. In the last year, I have felt like a lot of y'all because of news and, and Dean and, and Corbin and Josh both all spoke to this, that shrinking of my heart again. I felt that. And in feeling that, I've turned inward. I've turned selfish. I've got loves in my life disordered where I've loving, I'm loving and putting time into things that I don't need to. And I got cynical. I got so cynical. Last night, Alice and I were watching a movie. I won't tell you the, it's a new movie, so I won't tell you the title of it. But I was so cynical as the movie, the movie was pretty dark. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's going to turn bad. They're going to kill this little girl. I, I was like, I had this interpretation on the plot line that it's just going to end bad. Because when things go dark, what do we expect? More darkness. I hadn't cried in a movie in a long time. <laughs> and then that movie finished last night. And there was a flame of hope. And I saw tear. I felt tears coming to my eyes. I was like, wow, I can cry. <laughs> and I use that as an analogy for what we feel right now. As the world turns dark, there's always hope. As the world turns inward, we are the people that turn outward. As the world turns more selfish, we are the people because of the light of Jesus. We show them love and service and gratitude. So this morning we're gonna stand and we're gonna sing and I want you to know this. You guys can go ahead and stand and as we do so, these guys are gonna go around and light candles and we're just gonna praise God for a couple songs as we, as we see the light fill this room. I want you to know this. Where what we have to offer the world is not a light from ourselves. We don't offer them ourselves. We offer them a light from Jesus. And we have a light that cannot be snuffed out because it is not from this world. It is an eternal light. So let's sing out. Let's praise God. If you need any special things, grab us afterwards, but we're just going to praise God as light fills this room this morning.